Hi everybody, this is Pam and Sunshine at the Paper Outpost. Sunny is here sitting on my lap on the living room couch and we are pondering what to make next, right Sunny? What do you think we should make next? Should we make a new junk journal? Should we mass make some items? Should we play with some old toys? Should we play with some new toys, meaning craft supplies? What should we do, huh? What direction should we go in? Sometimes you just have to follow your heart. Sometimes you can map it out on paper, maybe in a journal, and see what direction you want to go in. The good news is they're all good directions. I've been kind of contemplating with the big, the first part of the year maybe being focused on organizing supplies. I will openly admit I'm doing extremely poorly in that department. Number two, backstocking things that I use a lot of. I will openly admit I'm doing very poorly in that department. But um, I do need to do color some more signature pages, maybe do some coffee dyeing, some ink dyeing, some food color dyeing, just getting a whole bunch of reams of paper all dyed up and ready to go. I had this crazy idea. Um, I was kind of rolling around in my head a different way to do coffee dyeing. And I normally get a, a baking tray that has maybe about an inch or two deep. Um, and I would put the coffee water in there and then submerge stacks of paper. But it's not that efficient because um, everything's laying horizontally and the dye has to absorb up, right? It, it goes up due to capillary action, it gets pulled up. But then I thought, what if I got one of those plastic cereal containers, you know, the ones that you can empty your cereal box into and store in the fridge? If there's one big enough to hold paper without folding the paper or curling the paper, I could pour the coffee water uh, vertically in and because of the shape of the container, it would push the coffee into the paper maybe better. I'm gonna try that. That's kind of floating around in my head. I think it might work. I'm not sure if it's gonna work well, but I think I'd have to stick. I wouldn't do it page by page. I, I use a lot of paper, so I would put as much of a ream as in there as I could, like a big stack of paper pour the coffee water in there, let it absorb, maybe open the ream a little bit, like separate it so that the coffee can get in between. And I kind of like it when there's a little bit of white space here and there on the paper. It doesn't have to be completely coffee saturated for me. Um, but that's it. I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm feeling adventurous. Then, once it absorbs it, I'm going to take the whole stack out and let it air dry for a little bit. Now, sometimes what happens, I've always been trying to think of a faster way to do it. There's the old, you know, laying out individual papers and letting them air dry, which takes a lot of surface space. Then there's the old, put stacks in the oven and sit there and, you know, check every few minutes to see if they're dry. Um, if your stacks are fatter, it takes forever. You'll, it'll dry one page at a time and you take it off, usually from the top or the bottom of the stack, and the bottom of the stack, and then the, the middle ones are still wet, especially if your stack is kind of fat. You can spread about a little bit more, it still takes a lot of time. Um, so then I thought, 
saturate the paper in the cereal thing vertically, take it out, drain it, you know, like let all the loose water come off, and take that big stack and maybe separate it into some smaller stacks that I'm still stuck with. There's gonna be middles that are gonna take longer to dry. But okay, so what I was gonna say was, sometimes if you just air dry it, the pages will stick together. And that could be a little bit disheartening after going through all that effort and then finding your pages are stuck together. Um, it is better to separate them or get this drying done as soon as possible. Uh, I've never really used a blow dryer on it. I guess I could try that, but I would probably be standing there forever doing this. So I think somewhere there's a happy medium between air drying and oven baking drying that could expedite the entire price process. Like maybe air dry for a day or two, some bigger stacks before they get totally stuck, stuck together, then breaking them down into smaller stacks and finishing the process in the oven. That will also reduce the amount of steam produced in the oven when you're doing it. And steam can sometimes be hot when you open the oven door and it billows out towards you and you have to be very careful with your eyes with the steam um, if you use a higher temperature. And the lower temperature you could do it, the better, but it will take longer. So there's that. So I guess I could take a big old bed sheet, lay it out on the lanai, and spread the papers out even more. But then I'd have to hope no wind would come by. How do I know this? Because I've laid out stacks of paper before and wind came by and it all ended up in the pool. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, I was also drying some magazine pages that I put citrusol on. Have, have you ever seen that technique? That's a way to take the ink on a magazine page and basically loosen it from the paper and it starts to blend together and swirl around in different images. Um, kind of looks cool. Very messy, very stinky. I did it outside. The citrusol is a solvent and um, it, the pages blew everywhere. I found them against the fence, in the neighbor's yard, they were everywhere. Uh, it was quite the adventure. Not totally happy with that technique either, but um, yes. Yeah, so, okay, so this beginning of the year, I'm thinking maybe dedicated to organizing such lofty dreams I have and mass making some base base elements that are helpful so that I have them at the ready all year long especially when you go into summer summer is kind of what I call crafter I don't like it's called crafter Christmas and um, it's a great time to have stuff ready so that when you assemble things for the holiday season everything is grab and go it makes production of a jug turtle much easier and faster. Not that everybody out there listening is producing these at mass quantity. Some are, some are happily selling them and some have large families and they wanna give everybody a junk journal um, of some sort to enjoy for the holidays. And maybe you are making a lot of journals at one time. So thinking about these things now, making your handmade envelopes now, making a whole pile of journal cards. Let's make mass make those 
master boards where we just take a piece of paper and glue all sorts of stuff all over it randomly, rubber stamp it, add little bits of fabric and cheesecloth and um, you know, sew on it, whatever you want to do to it and just make a bunch of these. They're really fun. They're, uh, they set your mind free. You can just have fun. You use up all your little bits and bops and you put everything to good use and then you've got all this fun, fun really fun, really cool paper to play with. And uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to have that stuff. I really like, I like using it. I like turning it into journal cards and bookmarks and belly bands and tucks and pockets and all those fun things. And uh, even journal covers. Um, let's see, I also am thinking again, I've done this before and I do need to do it again, where you take a book, sometimes a big book is helpful, where it's almost a book of masterboards, because what you're going to do is you're going to use each page of that book as your base paper to glue things on. So if you're not able to use up all your scraps at the end of a project and or the day and you don't know what to do them with them and you're getting this big buildup, you could start gluing those strips uh, down to one of the pages in a book. Maybe you have an old atlas or an old, you know, something, maybe an old encyclopedia. And it can essentially be used as a storehouse for all your little paper scraps glued down, and then you've got a whole book full of masterboards ready to be cut out at any time, which is kind of cool. Now the book will get pretty fat pretty fast. You can go ahead and remove the second or the third pages from each, but then you've got a lot of leftover pages and you've got more supply um, book pages to work with. So it's a roundabout bit of an adventure. Will we ever catch up on using all the scraps? I just don't know. But we have lofty dreams and hopes, and we it's a constant pursuit to use up these lovely little bits of paper that have been presented to us somehow in the universe. And uh, so that's kind of a fun way to look at January through March, I would say. Um, is this actually happening? No, at my house, nothing's happening like that yet. Nope, nope. Um, getting ready for thing, or Valentine's. Um, I don't know, it's... Very uh, exciting coming forward. A lot of newness in the paper world. A lot of new tools and toys and techniques to play with. There's always a new way to fold a book page. They're just, just always, I saw this really cool thing. It was an origami, I don't even know how to describe it, but I'm gonna have to pull up uh, the example. I saw it on Pinterest and it was a way of folding just a regular book page into this really, really cool, it almost looked like an envelope with a corrugated fan on the front of it. Maybe you've seen it. I'm gonna try it. The, the folding was a little complicated, but I think if I stop and start the video a few times, I, sh I should be able to get it. Um, I'm gonna try it, look like fun. Uh, um, something like that would be cool for the front of an envelope or a focal point on a junk journal cover, something like that. And I'm also, I also would like to try assemblage, assemblage, um, taking a bunch of different items like jewelry and buttons and laces and fun things like that, little oddities, and then gluing them all to the front cover and then spray painting the whole thing white and then just coming along with a little bit of gilding, maybe 
maybe some dark inks and stuff like that. Oh, now I'm getting I'm very excited about doing that. And like drizzling the inks in amongst the white and then like touching the topographic tips of everything that is bumpy on its surface with a little bit of gold or another color, you could do any color. I think that would look really, really, really cool. I'm not quite sure how to frame it or finish the edges or maybe keep the entire design a quarter inch or so from the edges. I don't know. It's all conjecture and fluttery fantasy right now, but it sure sounds like a lot of fun to um, puddle with. So I think I'm gonna, if I can remember, Sonny, write this down. He's not moving. He's not very helpful today. He's laying on his side, cuddled up next to me, not doing much else. Um, let's see. Because um, that does sound like fun. Um, so maybe contemplating different ways to do covers, different kinds of covers, different styles of covers. That might be fun. Just to try different things, see if it works, see what works. And sometimes during the process of seeing what works, uh, we get other ideas and we go down different rabbit holes and that's fine. That's totally okay. Um, I think it's good to give it a go, be open to what comes along and just be ready to roll up your sleeves and go and play with a new idea. And don't fight it, don't fight the new ideas. Remember, this is your time to play, your experience, your imagination working, and sometimes you're called in certain directions to try this or try that, and it's all good and it's only paper. Let's just remember that. Um, so wherever you are, I hope you're, you're having fun with your papers and you're enjoying yourself and you're remembering that this is your playtime, this is your enjoyable time. Um, try not to get too worked up about what others are making or what they're doing or theirs is better than yours or they're more artistic and you feel like a fumbler. Um, just let it all go and just focus back on, on feeling the texture of the papers. Look at the different colors, the pigments, um, the array of variety that you find yourself in. And there's always variety. Keep your eye on the junk mail that comes in the door. Look at the packaging that Amazon sells you, sells you, or that, that sends you. Um, look at it with new eyes. Ask yourself, what can, I, what can I make with this? Could this be a base? Could this be something to cover a journal in? Could I make um, pages out of this? Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of different ways to do stuff. And um, invite yourself to think outside of the box. You don't always have to think in rectangular shapes when it comes to junk journals. One of my favorite journals that I ever made was uh, one in the shape of a leaf, a giant leaf. And uh, it was actually, the front cover was a leaf mounted onto a piece of cardboard or something like that. And uh, the back was the shape of a leaf a cutout of the cardboard so it matched the front and the back cover and I just I don't know it's just such an oddity and unusual way of doing a junk journal but I thought it was fun and um, so be willing be open to try different things and um, try those colors you're not so excited about maybe maybe you're gonna find that a little bit of the color an accent of it. Like I'm not a big fan of neon. I know a lot of people love neon. I'm not a big neon person, but I could use like a touch of it here or a touch of it there. Let's say I was working on a black journal. 
like a little touch of neon pink here and there, just like a, just a, a Q-tip's worth, could look actually really cool. Um, uh, so, that is kind of neat. Um, keeping your mind open for new opportunities to come along. Um, when you're out there and you're feeling brave and you're talking about your junk journals to other people, I think you're gonna find all sorts of reactions from, oh my gosh, you make your own books? How do you do that? That's so exciting. What do you do? What do you use? What is it? Is it a scrapbook? What is it? What is it for? Or right down to, oh, oh that's nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, more coffee, anyone? You know, I, I've heard it all. And, um, uh, you know, it's fine. But it is fun when you do find somebody who either is familiar with it or they've never heard of it, but they're seriously curious. And you can just make fast friends and um, just go down talking about all the joys of crafting and what it means to you and, and how hopefully it has enriched your life and um, broadened your horizons and given you a sense of peace or relaxation or adventure or creativity. Um, and you'll find you're not alone. Uh, there's a very big community out here of people who love paper and uh, love the feel of it, the texture, the smell, the crinkly nature of it. And um, there's a lot of, a lot more experience to come your way if you're willing to take a breath, sit back, and just let, just let your brain have a new perspective. For example, somebody once told me that nature always puts the perfect colors together. So if you're ever looking for a color palette, just take a photograph of nature. If you're at the beach, the different neutrals, the sand colors, um, mixed with the ocean waves, the white caps on the waves, the different colors in the water against the sky. It's gonna be a beautiful color palette. Um, in a green meadow, you're gonna get many different shades of greens mixed with some beiges and browns and little flicks of color, all beautiful color palette. So just fun things to think about that are a little bit different. Um, and one of the most important things is avoid telling yourself you're not a painter, you're not an artist, you're not a watercolor painter, you're not, you, you know, like, you're, you're not, not, you are someone who has just not maybe spent time doing it, learning it, experiencing it, but anybody can do these things. As long as you can hold a paintbrush, you can do it. And um, uh, there's no rush, there's no, stopwatch set, there's no timer set, you can relax into it, learn about it, learn one new little skill every now and then, or once a day if you wanna be adventurous, you know, watch a video, uh, read a book about it, talk to some friends about it, or just try a different technique and see what you think. And I think that is a way of opening up your horizons for this next quarter. So if you are like me and you know you should be cleaning your craft room and mass making your stuff, which I, I will do, I have to do, um, uh, she said again. Um, but also you, you allow yourself to get excited about the, the new perspectives and new thoughts and things that, those are the things that keep compelling us to go forward and have fun and be creative and, and keep that part of the liveliness of playing with paper. So. I encourage you to embrace it, enjoy it, have fun with it, laugh about it, sing about it, and uh, 
go into that box of stuff that you totally forgot about and rummage around in there and just say, hey, I'm gonna pull something out of this box and I'm gonna play with it today. I'm gonna turn something into something. I don't know how, what it's gonna be, but I'm gonna give it a go. So have at it, have fun, happy crafting, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>